So let's talk about that for a minute, okay? Just briefly. All right? So let's, 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 let's remember again. Let's go over this again now. The process of observation is very important. It is vital, amen, as we build our case. What does observation uh, do? Amen. It gives us a broader view. Okay? A wider view. The big picture. All right? Which is key to us laying a solid foundation for our case or our understanding of what we are approaching to study. Okay? Observation. Okay? So what happens when you get a broader view that forms a solid foundation to build upon? What, 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 what happens? It, what happens? What happens when we, when we have a broader view when we step back and not be, you know, when you are, uh, they'll tell you in school, they'll say, stop being so narrow vision. And they say, zoom out. Because you get so tied into a little segment here and say, zoom out. That's why they, tunnel vision. They, that's why they tell you when they're when they roping off stuff to do an investigation, right? Mm -hmm. They don't investigate right where a blood drop is, do they? Right? They, got, they, they broaden out, right? They tape off a broader area. Why? So they can get a broader view to inspect, right? Yeah. To come up and put their theory together of what took place. And so it is as we're approaching the Word of God, we got to approach it as investigators and having a broader view, right? Which helps us lay a solid foundation. Okay, and so when we lay a solid foundation, this is what give, it gives us the next point I talked about. It gives us an accurate interpretation. Now, this is very, this is very important. That's why I got to get the broader view. Huh? See the big picture. Zoom out. Right? As I'm approaching the text, right? To, to, to. To lay or build a solid foundation, right? And then if I got that, it, it gives me an accurate, an accurate interpretation that leads to a more precise application. Good God Almighty. See, that's what's wrong with church folk. We don't know how to apply it because we're not getting it right. Because we're not, we have not laid a solid foundation for our people. Does that make sense? And so we're failing miserably. We're crumbling in the midst of the storm of the world. And our houses, our spiritual houses are collapsing. Because the foundation crumbled under the pressures of life. Does that make sense? Now there's a problem if the word of God is powerful, which it is. If the word of God is infallible, which it is, what's the problem? Why we why 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 are we failing miserably, Sister Thelma? See, 
You see what I'm saying, Brother Moore? Why, why are our spiritual houses collapsing in the, in the time of crisis? Because we have a solid foundation. You see? Because we, we don't have the right interpretation of the word of God that we built on emotions and emotions won't last in a storm. Does that make sense? I'm trying to, but I feel good already. But I feel, I feel good already. And so if I get the right interpretation, then I can apply it right in my life. Does it make sense? I got to repeat that because we have to grab, grasp that. See? And so we, we, we're painting the picture that God is a name and claiming God. That's the movement now. And so when you got that kind of interpretation, you definitely going to have the wrong application. Because we see people in these movements all the time. Just name and claim. What you want? Just name and claim. Wait a minute. If that's the case, well, why so many people are miserable? It's not so. And just feel good when they show up at these kind of church services, but when they leave the door and they go out and the devil crush them. What's the problem? Something's wrong. Something's wrong if the word of God says, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake. Something's wrong. You don't, you don't hear what I'm saying. That's right. That's so true. I feel like fighting tonight for some reason. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Something Talk to me, somebody. That's right. There's something wrong. There's a fault somewhere. <laughs> That's why we got to slow down. Back up. Zoom out and say, wait a minute. Now, my, something's missing in my life. Huh? I feel good on Sunday. I run around. I'm slapping seven people. I'm speaking in tongues. Come on, somebody. But my spiritual house is collapsing when I leave the, the concert. Anybody ever been to a concert before in the world? You feel good, but keep sweating. Eyes and the brothers. Oh, come on, somebody. Huh? You feel so good, but when it's all over, when you come back and the bills are still there. The problem is still there. The pain is still there. People still acting crazy, and you collapse. So it is in the church. We're just having a spiritual concert with no substance. If, if our substratum is not strong, then I can't withstand the test of time. Does it make sense? Oh, I wish I had some folks in here to get this tonight. See, so so application. If the interpretation is wrong, the application is wrong, and when the application is wrong, you don't get no right results. That's right. That's right. Because if I if I put the recipe together right, like Mama told me to, the cake will come out right. Come on, come on, somebody. But oh, I wish I had to hear. But I, but when I talk to mom on the phone, I got to make sure I get the right interpretation and, and write everything down. Come on, somebody. But if I'm talking over here and I'm talking over there, I might miss the butter. And I put it all together, whip it in, and the butter not. I, come on, somebody. If I don't have the eggs and the cornbread, the cornbread just fall. Oh Lord, have mercy. I got to get it right to be able to apply it right. Oh, my cornbread will crumble. No eggs. I realized the eggs hold it together. I cooked my first thing of, I cooked my first thing of cornbread. I just put one egg in it. And I was like, well, why is it so cracky? They said, you got to add an egg. Come on, somebody. 
to, to getting right with the, with, with the space of, that you're putting the, 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 the meal in, the flour and everything in the bowl. The smaller the bowl, the less eggs you need. But I had a bigger bowl. A bigger pan. So I had to put an extra egg to cover. Oh, come on, somebody. Doesn't make sense. And so, oh, Lord have mercy. Let me, let me move. Let me move. So precise, so it leads to a more precise application. You see? We must teach our people how to apply what we hear, but what we hear is not correct. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are you hearing me? But we got to understand what the apostle said, though. He told uh, Timothy, though, watch this, now study. That means there's some work implied. Oh, come on, somebody. Rightly, that's, that's suggestive of there's a wrong way. It's, oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So there's a lot of wrong way going on that seems right. Are you hearing me? Oftentimes, medicine don't taste good. So if you go somewhere and you love the taste of the medicine, some potency is being left out. That's right. That's right. Too much sugar. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And so we're crumbling and we're failing miserably because we don't have the right interpretation of the God's word. Oh, I got I got a lot to say. Watch this now. What does studying the word of God requires? As we get ready to go, I, I, mm-hmm. I, got, I got something to talk about. Mm-hmm. It requires prayer. Mm-hmm. It requires time. It requires prayer. Mm-hmm. It requires time. Mm-hmm. And let me expound on this before I go to the other three points. Mm-hmm. Or the other two points I want to bring out there. Okay? It requires time. Anyone, you hear what I'm saying, Brother Warren? Anytime or anyone, all of us, if we don't take no time to do a thorough investigation on the word of God that we're going to speak on or teach on, we will fail miserably. Okay? Now, let me, now I, need, I, need, I need to really put a point in here right here. And I tell you this all the time and we laugh about it, but I'm also very serious about it. Anytime a preacher get up and say, the Lord just gave it to me, run. Because I'm going to tell you why. Without proper studying the word of God, you are speaking off your flesh. And you are speaking from general knowledge when it comes to teaching the word of God. Watch it now. There will be no need for him to tell Timothy to study if he can just get up and say however he feels, just start speaking. I wish I had some help in here. And I'm going to tell you how people take things out of context. The spiritual folks say, well, they'll take this out of context. The Holy Spirit teach me all things. And so, so, so he just gives it to me and I just speak it. Well, wait a minute now. Now, somebody got something wrong. Either Paul didn't know what he was talking about to young Timothy, and they're wrong. Come on, somebody. Or you got it wrong, saying or taking the scripture out of context and say this Holy Spirit is a teacher of all things. Now, there's a problem. Do you all, do you all see the contention right here? Now, something's wrong. 
Now, the Apostle Paul, who was the greatest of all the apostles, come on, somebody, that told young Timothy, who was his pupil in training, say, boy, you better study. And not only study, but you got to get it done and rightly divide the word. Oh, come on, somebody, because you can wrongly study. But somebody over here said, wait a minute, the Holy Spirit going to teach me everything I got to do. I don't need no school. I don't need all that education stuff. Wait a minute now. The gospel is a teaching ministry. Elijah and Elijah. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit only brings back to your remembrance what you put in. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. See, God got this thing set up so that he wants somebody who's going to be faithful and studying his word. You wouldn't need a preacher if you can get it yourself. What's the need of a, pre a preacher? I told you this over and over again. To feed you with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. A pastor should be good grazing ground. If you can't come and feed and eat out the pastor, get out of there. If I come here and talk about the same thing all the time and you can't get nothing to enlighten, you run from me. I done lost my mind. Hey, Bishop, I love you, but I got to go. But if I'm feeding you and you getting convicted time and time again and your life is getting better and closer to God, amen, stay there and eat. Am I making sense to anybody? Well, I, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like something tonight. I'm very passionate about this. Does it make sense, Brother Warren? Yes, and so we take things out of context. So this, uh, let me tell you how you say try every spirit to see if they're of God, right? Well, look at this. If that's the case, that the Holy Spirit would teach you all things and you putting it in that context, then stop going to school. Don't send your kids to elementary school. Because the Holy Spirit is going to teach them. That's, that's what you believe. You believe that the Holy Spirit, and, and you don't want no teaching when it comes to spirituality, but you want to go and be learned in the world. How foolish is that? The next time you go to a doctor, ask them, have you been to school? Say, no, I don't want you even to school. I want somebody to say the Lord is going to lead them. And, and let them do your heart surgery. My Boy, boy, boy. Come on, talk to me. Now talk, talk to me. I mean, do you want a spiritual doctor? Or do you want a doctor that's thoroughly learned and been to some of the best institutions that's going to cut you open and your life rests right there as, as the Lord works? Come on, somebody. Now, what I, what, what I will request is a Christian doctor who has been to school. Come, come on, somebody. I, I, I need your physical training. Come on, somebody. Hooked up with the spiritual. Come on, somebody. And when it's combined together, I rest assured, I feel a whole lot better. So why we want to come and sit with somebody who haven't been to no school and training and speaking over our souls? Got no theological background, but just, just women things and, 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 and silver tongue in you. The Bible talks about it. And we just shouting and falling out, and they trying to use big words and look so educated. And you talking about, whoa, boy, we good. And you hadn't learned nothing. Mother, am I, am I, am I in the right house? Man? I find you in the middle. Mother said you're coming down the street. I feel something in this place. Good God. Sister, tell me, talk to me. Did you, am I making any sense? That's good. 
See, this is the problem. Nobody want to flat foot and stand up and tell the truth because we don't want to offend nobody. Come on, somebody. We scared we won't get no tithes and offering. I wish a lot of these pastors would stop being cowards. Because we're not here to make friends. We're here to save your soul. We're here to lead you to Christ. God will take care of the rest. I'm not going to try to woo you to keep you in here to give me money. Bring your tithes and not. The devil is a lie. I trust God and I live off the gospel. I don't get no uh, offer. I don't get no, no salary. But the Bible does say he should live off the gospel. If he feeding you, you should take care of what's feeding you. I wish I had some help here. It's just like a parent, amen, that, that the child uh, uh, disrespect the parent. You work hard and you come in, coming home and you're paying the light bill. They got air. They got heat. They got food. They got bath water. You supply them the, their clothes and everything, and then they can't show you no gratitude. That's right. That's true. And in the, in the church, we worse than the kids at home. The pastor feeding you. Come on, somebody. Clothing you with the word of God. And you can't give him a dollar. And say, go, go get your hamburger. Amen. Amen. That was off the script. Let me get back. So it requires prayer. It requires time. Amen. Amen. Proper observation requires patience. Lord, have mercy. Patience. Patience and time go hand in hand. That's why I always say, uh, a mother, if, when, when you be around me, you will hear me say things like this. Give it time. I don't get excited when people come in and rush. I, I love Brother Warren. Thank God for, for Brother Warren. But I'm giving time. See, time will let me know who Brother Warren is. So far, so good. Time will let me know about uh, uh, Sister Thelma. See, time. See, I know Sister Thelma is so loud because she haven't always agreed with what I said, so to speak at the time, or maybe I had to correct her on some things. Didn't feel good, did it? But she knew I, I got her best heart and interest. And guess what? She's still here. Amen. Amen. See, it's, it's not when you get along with it. It's when I get in your personal life by where the Holy Spirit can you handle it. Doesn't that make sense? I don't need no committed people. People who are committed are committed until they get upset with me. I need some people who are sold out and say, that boy preaching. That boy teaches. It hurts sometimes, but amen, I can see the improvement in my life. Does that make sense? Good God Almighty. Boy, Lord, Lord, have mercy. We might bring this on and carry it over to Sunday. So I need to be patient. Somebody say patience. See, we can't be in a rush. Time and patience go hand in hand. I can't get upset and say, I don't get it the first time I read it. God, I just I got to go to bed. That's not how it works. Sometimes God want to see how bad you want it before he give you sight to see it. Uh -huh. Oh, y'all, you, you missed it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. How, how bad do you want the revelation? How bad do you want the knowledge, the understanding? How, how much does it mean to you to, to get what's in this word? And so it takes time sometimes we just got to, to pray and say, God, give me clarity. God, give me an understanding. And be sincere about it. In, in observation, we, we gather our information. We're laboring. laboring. We're investigating. Yes, Lord. Does it make sense? Yes, Lord. So time, prayer, patience. And then lastly, 
it requires a willingness to allow the text to speak for itself. Good God Almighty. It requires a willingness of mind and openness of heart to allow the word of God, which, which I referenced, I said the text, to speak on his own behalf. Now this is going to make sense in a minute. What do you think that means? What am I saying? What am I saying? What, what, what am I saying? What am I saying? You have to do what? Think on what you're reading and take your time in getting the the backdrop, who they're talking to, who's it for. There you go, there you go. You're working, you're pulling. Question. You're asking the questions, right? You're asking the question, right? What am, what am I saying, Brother Juan? right interpretation basically is going to bring forth the truth, the knowledge of the true knowledge from God. I, I believe that any, once you well one, you also have to receive it. If you're receiving that word and you're getting that understanding and that's going to bring forth the, interpret, the right interpretation and then the right interpretation is going to bring forth the truth to me and the true knowledge of what God is speaking. So what am I saying? So what, what I'm saying when I say let it speak for itself let the word speak for itself. What am I saying? The, the word is going to be like the final say-so. The word is going to be the final say-so? Yes, sir. What you think I'm saying, Mother? When I'm saying let the word of God speak for itself. We're studying. We got it all together. And we need to let the word of God speak for itself. When it speaks for itself, just the, the truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. And the truth comes from what, Mother? It comes, the truth comes from the word. The truth comes from the word. All right, and so we know what that means. You know what I'm going. There's a theological term, okay, for for a, 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 no, 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 not, not revelation knowledge. Here, no, here we go. Now, you all that have been around should know what I where, where I'm going with this, okay? Okay. So when I say let the word of God speak for itself, when we do a proper and thorough observation, which leads to interpretation, which leads to application, but to properly get in it and let the word speak for itself, there's a word called, uh, a term called exegesis. Oh, oh yeah, exegesis. Exegesis, exegesis, okay? All right, we should exegete the text, all right? Exegesis. Everybody say exegesis. E-X-E-G-E-S-I-S. G E S I S exegesis E X E G E S I S exegesis okay which simply means uh, an exposition or explanation exposition or an explanation of the text which is simply based on which is simply based on a thorough based on a thorough and careful objective analyst yeah thorough and careful objective analyst 
If I was to put that in layman term, exegesis simply means to lead out of. To lead out of, okay? So when I say let the text speak for itself, I'm simply saying uh, let's exegete the word of God, which means lead out of. Does that make sense, mother? Okay? That's let the text talk to us. We're exegeting the text. We're leading, leading out of. Okay, I'm being I'm being objective and not subjective. It's gonna make it's gonna be, make sense in a minute. So that's why we need to properly study the Word of God, so the Word of God can speak to us. That's exegeting the text, leading out of what's in it. Let me ask you a question: If I had a tomato right here, and I had a sledgehammer, and I laid a tomato on the floor, mother. And I take a sledgehammer and I come down and I whop the, to, uh, the tomato with the sledgehammer. What happens? Okay, yeah, she said a mess. <laughs> what, what happens is, is, is the terminology we use in school is that when I smash the tomato, the question is, what do I get out of it? I get everything out of it that's in it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So we want to, oh, mother got it. Now, mother got happy. Now, she got it. We want to sludge hammer the text. Come on, somebody. To get everything out of it that's in it. That's when I'm studying, I'm sludge hammering the text. When I'm laboring, I'm sludge. Come on, somebody. Get everything that's out of it. That's, oh, my God. Does that make sense? And see, lazy folks can't get it out. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lazy folks for the one can't get it out. But us that's laboring. Come on, somebody. We're getting everything that's out of it, that's in it. I don't know about you, but uh, if you ever had an, uh, an obsession of steak. And back in the days, watch it, don't, 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 don't tell them yourself. And, and back in the day, they used to have what they, they, they back in, in earlier time, it, it was called a T-bone steak. Have a bone in it. You know what I mean? And, and some of you may can recall, but, but, you know, the steak is good, but the good part is when you get down to the meat that's on the bone, you just, you, you stop being civilized. Come on, somebody. Right, let me, and you put your, you put your knife and your fork down and you grab the bone and you start sucking on it. Come on, somebody. And mama tell you in the restaurant, because you almost embarrassed mother, mother say, put that bone down. But the flavor and everything, be, come on, somebody. Lord have mercy. Come on, somebody. That's how we want to dissect the word of God and study it. We want to work on it like we're working on the T-bone steak. Lord have mercy. I'm done. I will pick up next week. <laughs>